Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, it's Josh Wiggler here with another episode of 24 Worst Day Ever, our recap podcast all about season one of 24, spoiler free for people who've never watched it before, filled with Easter eggs for people who have. Uh, This is the last episode that Emily Fox and I recorded back in 2020. We've been traveling through time, listening back to hot takes from nearly a year ago, or in fact, just a little bit over a year ago. Starting next week with episode four, we are back in 2021. So this should be the last time that you hear me say like, hey, you're going to have a thousand podcasts a week about 24, only to be disappointed the next day when you look at your post-show recaps podcast feed and it doesn't exist. We are back on Monday next week with episode four of season one of 24. But on top of that, we're also going to have an extended episode. We're going to try and do that every four episodes on Worst Day Ever. Take a minute, pause down, assess everything we have seen so far. This is going to be a really fun stopping point considering it's the first episode that we're coming back to after a year uh, of visiting 24. So we want your feedback for that episode. You got feedback about season one of 24? Do you have questions about Emily Fox's takes as she is discovering the world of Jack Bauer and CTU for the very first time, send them our way. Josh at postshowrecaps.com is my direct line. Uh, I pick up the phone. It gives you the CTU ringtone. It's pretty neat. Send me an email, josh at postshowrecaps.com. Gonna want to hear from you. We're also getting pretty close to a point where uh, we should probably start talking about some 24 spoilers, uh, which we're doing for the patrons of Post Show Recap. So if that's like something, if that sounds like something you're interested in, maybe consider signing up. Patreon.com slash Recaps. Pretty soon here, probably look in episode six, we're going to be doing a spoiler-filled podcast talking about the first six episodes of 24 season one from a full series spoiler-filled standpoint. I'll remind you closer to the time, uh, but if you want to get ahead of that now, not a bad time to sign up. Patreon.com slash postshow recaps. The important thing is to send us that feedback for episode four, josh at postshowrecaps.com. We'll stop down for a longer episode of Worst Day Ever next week. But for now, start the clock. 24 minutes of 24 begins now. The following podcast was recorded on May 30th, 2020, from 7.02 p.m. until 7.26 p.m. Events occur in real time. Days going, but here on Poster Recaps, we're having the worst day ever. It's the 24 Rewatch slash First Watch podcast on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm just running through a, a weird, twisted network of alleys alongside the great 
Emily Fox. Emily, how are you feeling? I'm feeling energized. Uh huh. <laughs> I feel like I've said that before. Yeah, you have. You you said uh, electrified once. Yeah. Um, this time you said as the episode was starting and you were like gasping at multiple points. Uh, I said, "Are you excited right now?" Because the episode begins. Uh, this is two a.m. to three a.m. Episode three of twenty four, and it begins with Jack Bauer tearing across town in his Tahoe. <laughs> And literally, Emily goes, he's tearing across town. He is. And I was like, are you excited about this? And Emily looks at me with her red wine goblet in hand and goes, I'm always excited about this. My adrenaline is pumping. It is. Yeah, it's pumping. Yeah, it hasn't come back down yet. It hasn't I come. I gotta talk about this. It hasn't come back down yet. Uh, what is coming down is the last episode of Worst Day Ever for the week. Uh, this is the end of premiere week here for first, uh, for, for first day ever, for worst day ever, first week for worst day ever. How do you think that it's been received? We have no idea because we're recording this in the past <laughs> yeah no um i hope that you guys are having fun with it i hope that people are enjoying doing this yeah. we'll see oh my what? god what? what's going on <laughs> what's going on so what's josh happening? just opened up <laughs> this is so creepy what's going on you just opened up a drawer to reveal a Kiefer sutherland mask oh that oh, you, you very my, quickly my put over your face yeah do you have your your, your camera yeah, phone I'm available take a i think that you should right take a now. picture of this for posterity or maybe even record um, Can you turn some, to me a little some bit video more? of it i can't tell if i'm looking wow. at you or not that's but, horrifying well the other the other night when we were recording we were talking about keeper sutherland masks you haven't poked the eyes out I so you can see i haven't poked the eyes out uh we are we were talking about keeper sutherland masks and it was like oh i found one and so i got it and so that's I'm what came it. in the mail. So there was like a package that came in the mail two days ago that was like, do not bend. Yeah. And, and it was this Keeper Sutherland mask that Emily has just documented. I just thought it was very important documents. So now the Keeper Sutherland face is going to be with us for the rest of Worst Day Ever. He's hanging out. He's a new character here. Um, and it's only appropriate that we begin uh, with Keeper Sutherland. Emily, if you'd like to poke the eyes out so that you can wear the mask, that might be fun. Okay. Uh, and then I'll take a picture of you wearing sure. the mask. Um, we don't have uh, time for, uh, for mask antics when there is just so much happening on 24 this week. Uh, let's hop right into it. It begins, as we say, Jack is tearing across town in his Tahoe. Emily is now wearing Jack Bauer's face. I have a picture of it. Um, this is disturbing. It is very disturbing. <laughs> it creepy? Yeah, it's really creepy, especially on your face. Can you turn towards me? Yeah, this is this is uncool. This is severely My uncool. No, your face is... Per- I mean, it's, <laughs> it just looks like Kiefer Sutherland has a mullet and a dress on, and it's really perfect. Oh my God, this is a terrifying video. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to be that. We'll post that uh, online somewhere you'll be able to find it easily um so jack bauer he's cut off the thumb from from the shootout the the week before or the hour earlier i forgot about it too where i was like oh yeah like he's his hands bloody he's got like a kerchief yeah. because maybe he's trying to wipe the blood off because like terrible things just well happened. he does have a bloody hand as it turns out yeah tony almeida tony almeida he nothing gets past that guy i know great eye that's what i wrote in my great notes. eye great and then eye. later on great detective great eye great detective great soul patch uh <laughs> he uh, jack bauer is gonna sign in uh he's got his authorization code uh four three nine three ctu life sucks one word is the password uh jack scans the thumb a satellite is in space processing the information I'm sorry. okay so here's my my like bone to pick Aren't there better forensics than taking a finger off of a body to identify? Not in a rush. It's like he took a really grainy photo of the body very quickly and then like sent it to Jamie and was like, Look, see if you can make an iRes. Jack. Maybe we can know who this person is Jack in the photo. Jack and Walsh were under attack. There were two. There was at least one shooter, maybe three, was one of Walsh's but dying like, words. Why? They killed two. There may have been a third. They were in a rush. He needs to ID the guy. He, he doesn't have even, a camera phone on him. he didn't even look for a wallet. 
He, he took a finger. He took the finger. We cannot get hung up. And also, on like the, the thumb, like that's what you use. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, why not a pointer finger? I don't Isn't know. That what, like would normally. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. So, uh, meanwhile, back at Palladio Furniture, uh, Terry and, and Alan, who have just spoken to Kim, who says, I love you, Mom. And Terry's just like, oh, my God, she loves me. I can't stop thinking about how she said that. Uh, she and Alan are about to leave when they call Jack and say, hey, uh, Kim called. She's at a party. She told me she loved me. He's like, yeah, she's probably just trying to get out of being grounded. It's not a big deal. And Terry's saying, we're going to leave then. And Jack's like, hey, don't. You're in a terrifying neighborhood, as seen by the rest of the episodes, like (laughs) elaborate maze of warehouse networks and sketchy peeps. Uh, And so he's like, let me talk to Alan. And we get like Jack and Alan on the phone, meeting at the dad minds. Yeah. And like, I just love how Jack's like, I think you need to stay there before she returns. Yeah, stay there, Alan. He he does not like Alan York. When they return, when yeah. they return, he when says return. it like two times in a row. Yeah, well, he doesn't. He does, he does not like that Alan is not being smart enough Do you to think stick he's around. He's like, don't kiss my wife. Yeah, probably. You guys have terrible judgment. You haven't been able to locate our daughters or do anything helpful so far. I could tell by your name that you have great chemistry, Alan York. Um, <laughs> over at the assassin compound, uh, everyone's really upset uh, because Mandy's girlfriend Bridget uh, is trying to extort Ira. For an extra million dollars over the Belkin ID. I hate How many this. great names in this mix? I right hate now? this story. You don't like <laughs> why? It just feels so useless. You don't like Ira? Like I, he looks like someone. I can't figure out who. He's Michael Massey, great actor. R.I.P. He, he reminds me of like someone who was on Buffy or something like that. He may have been on Buffy. He seems like the kind of guy that would have been on he Buffy. Would have like hung out with Spike or something. It's very likely he was on Buffy. I don't know. Never seen. All right, I gotta do a little deep dive. Uh, but Ira's pissed off and he's like, "This is done. There is no deal." Is one of the things he says. It doesn't sound like he that. gets like really angry and his voice goes like, I, "That's not good, Mandy." Uh, whatever. Ira's very upset and Mandy's saying, "Look, I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna talk to." Bridget, we're going to work this out. And he goes, talk to her. Explain to her what I do. Uh, And she says, our deal still stands. And then he says something that sounds like, not Kermit. Yeah, exactly. We don't know exactly what he's saying, but maybe. But it doesn't matter. Ira, who's your favorite Muppet? Not Not Kermit. Kermit. Uh, So that's what's going on over there. Meanwhile, at the Palmer suite, everyone's really upset about the fact that there's suddenly like. uh, Secret service. There's secret service here. Agent Aaron Pierce is this guy, uh, played by Glenn Morshower, I believe is his name. <laughs> Do you like that name? How did you say his last name? Morshower, I believe. Morshower. I don't have his name spelled out in front of me, but I think that's close. Anyway, Agent Pierce is the man, and he's here being like, look, we got to take this stuff seriously. We got to treat like this is a, a threat on everybody in the Palmer family. So, Keith, don't you dare go anywhere, because Keith, David's son, really wants to find Dad. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah. Turns out that Dad wants to find out some something about, about Keith. Keith. He's very upset about Keith. Yeah, so. this really threw me for a curveball, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're getting close. We have to go to at least 10 more parking garages before we find We out. have to go to like this airfield in North Hollywood. Uh, this is probably like Burbank-ish. Uh, and, and Dan and Rick have taken Kim and Janet and the van into the middle of North Hollywood. They field a phone call from Ira. And this took you by surprise that yeah. Ira was calling Dan. So so these threads, they're they're weaving they're, into yeah, each yeah, other. They're, they're threading a needle. 
So what do you I think? I need to stab Jack in the heart. What do you? So that that's what you think is going on. They're targeting Jack. Well, they are. Yeah. That's why they took Kim. Yeah. Otherwise, and it, Janet's just collateral. It doesn't. He's broken. Uh, Janet. Poor broken Janet. Yeah. Her. She's like she's got like the broken arm sweats. It's not great. She has the and broken. Then she's gonna have the heroin sweats. What do you prefer, the broken arm sweats or the meat sweats? Uh, the meat sweats. Meat sweats. Because you Even, get it out of you. Those are uncomfortable. The broken arm sweats are really really bad. She's having the bad broken arm sweats, and Dan doesn't care. He's like, I don't care. He's smoking a J. He's like, Dan, uh, Rick, you want to smoke a J with me? Dan is so disgusting. Dan is disgusting. Dan I is, hope he dies Dan terribly. is trash. Yeah. Uh, and Rick is like, you know what? This is awful. I'm going to, I have to help Janet out. I have to give her some heroin very quickly. Yeah, you told me she didn't want to feel any pain. Yeah, so uh, Kim like is trying to like appeal to Rick's better angels. And Rick is like, all right, I'll help you out. And so he shoots up Janet in the broken arm with the heroin. Did you have to inject the heroin into the broken arm? I think the heroin probably still would have worked anywhere you put it. I feel like it. intravenously, it's sort of like a full body experience. I don't know. I, I guess I have no idea. Um, we'll try heroin and get back to you. No, we will not. We will absolutely not Just do that no matter kidding. how boring quarantine Guys, don't gets. Do drugs. Don't, don't do drugs. drugs. Don't do drugs. Uh, it's 2.14 in the morning and 53 seconds when David Palmer arrives at the new million dollar hotel Roslyn. And he's in a parking lot. And we know how Emily feels about parking lots. Triggering. In this show, not yeah. a great idea. <laughs> not great. Historically in many shows, not a great idea. Parking lots, scary. Palm, no, Palm, no, parking garages. Parking gar- multi-level. <laughs> you don't even know when you go around a corner, are you going to hit the car coming up the, the bankment? And I, and I told you that parking garages were still going to be a part of 24. Guess what? They will still be. A park. How many parking garages do they think? Off they the top used? of my head, I have no idea, but there will be a bunch. This is probably all the same parking garage for shooting purposes. Mm. But Palmer's in the parking garage, and there's these two guys who are just running around the garage breaking cars with baseball bats because that's a thing you do. And these two guys come up to Palmer and they want a hundred bucks because we're, we're the landlords of the parking lot. You got to give us a hundred bucks to park. And then one of the guys. If I were him, I'd probably be like, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You have bats and you're terrifying. Yeah, but he's David Palmer. And he's recognized. And he's recognized. And one of these guys like, Yo, you're the dude who's running for president. And this one guy's like, Oh, what are you going to do for me? And Palmer's like, Ah, it's so typical. You always want people to do the work for you. And they get into like a little bit of a thing. And one of the guys is like, You don't know me. You don't know where I come from. And Palmer's like, You'll be dead in five years if you keep going like this. You don't know me, David. And he says, I know you more than you think. It's very powerful. What and do you then, think of David Palmer so far? Um, Dennis Haysbert. He's great. He's a dream, I right? I really like him. He's a dream. I mean, the parallels between him and actually like Obama. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I could talk about that all day, but like. I, I mean, think, it's a 24 minute podcast. How much so do you want to get into yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe like one second more. But I think he's wonderful. He's wonderful, right? Uh, this- and I'm really glad that like this, this like crazy thing that's happening to him, like this scandal that's coming up, has nothing to do with him specifically being like a terrible person. No, it's about his family though, and he's a big yes. family man. He's Papa Bear, remember? Like he's very, you know, very grizzly. That's what he did to Sherry. Remember? She's like, oh. What's... I don't think he did it quite like. He's like, that. yeah, no, I don't like that. It's like kind of cowardly lying. Here, put your, put put, the, put, put, put the jack mask back on. on. All right, hang on. Let me put the jack back mask on. Is that like the dunce cap? <laughs> if you say a joke that doesn't work, all right, I have to be able to still read my notes. Uh, so, so the guy still like breaks Palmer's car. Anyway. I hope everyone can hear the slight muffle of your voice <laughs> because <laughs> there is a man's tight lipped massage. I have to, take it, off. I have on your to face. take it off. All right, I've taken the mask off. Okay. okay. Uh, so he breaks the car window and uh, like some of the he breaks gl- the Lincoln Navigator window yeah. and some of the glass. That's an expensive window. Some of the glass gets in Palmer's hand. Oh, yeah, and then he, like, sucks it He out. sucks the blood out of his hand. That's, like, such a small thing that they really ruminate on for much longer than you'd think. David Palmer, self-cannibalizing vampire confirmed. Mm. 
It's a theory. Let's put it. Let's put it in. Um, Emily also said out loud at that moment, "Did he bite the inside of his hand because he's just so upset? He needs to redirect his rage." (laughs) Um, Back at CTU, Jack comes back and like sends Nina on a fool's errand so that he can go and team up with Jamie because the last thing that Jack found out was that Nina is apparently it was her computer where this key card uh, was generated. So she's like the prime suspect for who's the insider right now. And Jamie is somebody he can trust as per Richard Walsh. So he goes to Jamie and tells Jamie, hey, by the way, Richard Walsh is dead. And Jamie's like, what? And Jack's like, yeah, don't freak out. Please don't freak out. But yeah, he's dead. I know how much he meant to you. Chill, chill, chill. Don't chill, 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 chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Jamie's basically like, all right, well, I need to get on Nina's computer to verify that what you're saying is true. And Jack's like, all right, I'll distract Nina. So like Nina and Jack are going to have some sort of distracty convo uh, where he they flashes her. He basically is like, hold on one second. He lifts up his shirt. He does lift up his shirt, yeah, but, not exactly. while she, but not while she's around. He was hoping. He was hoping she would stick around for that part. <laughs> uh, but Jack talks to Nina about all sorts of nonsense. It's like a tense scene while Jamie is on Nina's, and Nina's computer. Nina's like, you got to be telling me when you're going out like yeah, this. Dude, like, oh, yeah. The cross community. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I always were you Nina I know that this is a thing uh, and then he's by like, the way by the way Tony Almeida really that's who you're boning now and she's like what is, I didn't even think you noticed and why are you bringing this up now because we need to distract you because I need to distract moments. you for like 40 more seconds and it works it works and she gets out of there and Jamie gets the info and confirms that the key card did indeed come from Nina's computer and Jack is so upset that he has to change his shirt and so you see that he has these barbed wire tats on his biceps and I always just thought that was a great detail would you ever consider getting that tattoo? I thought about it yeah the exact same one. What do you think? Should I do it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe at the end of this podcast, I'll uh, do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, maybe. <laughs> uh, Jack also gets the call that the, the thumbprint uh, is not registered to Wow, anybody. what a surprise. <laughs> that it doesn't work. The guy wow, either, didn't work. The guy either you does, don't say. The guy either does not exist or the idea has been wiped from the record. Um, me- I, I wrote all that savage digit cutting for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. Meanwhile, at the assassination camp, uh, Bridget is like, Mandy, I got this all figured out. Nobody can, can hurt us. It's going to be a milli for me, a milli for you. And Mandy said a milli? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. And Mandy, and Mandy, her name is Mandy. She's like, all right, fine, I'm, I'm into it. And as we come to find out later on, like she's not. She's like, oh, I got to kill you. That music mood, too. Yeah. What a vibe. Yeah. In like the bad guy area. It's like all sneaker pimps. Oh, yeah. Love it. What's a sneaker pimp? Oh. What is sneaker pimps? That's a band. Is it a band? Yeah. Oh, is that the band that's playing in the background? Did you like... It's not that band, but it's like the same vibe. Okay. Sneaker pimps. We got to yeah. look into that. You, uh, you've heard them. I just don't know what they are. <laughs> But they sound great. It's a great name. Uh, Kim and Janet, uh, they they are uh, in the van as Dan and Rick are just smoking a J. And yeah, Janet, where the chase and really Janet begins. is Janet is wild. Janet's like, oh, where's Dan? I want to hang out with Dan. And Kim's like, you don't want to hang out with Dan. He broke your arm. She's like, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Look at your arm. And then she goes, oh shit, my arm. <laughs> and Kim's like, heroin's a hell of a drug. And Kim's like, yo, we have to run right now. Yeah. So they leave and they run across the airfield and then begins a, a high speed foot chase uh, that lasts the next half hour of the episode. And of their lives as Rick and Dan pursue them into the depths of this warehouse maze uh, to be continued in a moment. Um, Meanwhile, we're going to find out from from Jack and Jamie. uh, They're going to they're going to like talk about everything that went down. Jack's like, yeah, well, Nina and I used to be a thing. 
I know uh, like it's awkward. This is awkward for everybody. I don't think I told her anything bad, but maybe I did. I don't know. Shut down her access in the meantime. Let's keep digging. So they're still going to be digging on what's going on with Nina Myers. 2.32 and 20 sex in the morning. Uh, and speaking of sex, there's like a little bit of uh, sex acts happening in the alleyway as Kim and Janet uh, come across this this young man uh, who is, uh, who is uh, doing, doing the deed with another man who runs away because he's been caught. Uh, and this guy's like, you just cost me 50 bucks. What did you think of this guy? This guy well, becomes a pivotal player in this episode. Okay. So these girls are clearly in trouble. Obviously, he's upset because he's like... Uh, situation got compromised yes um so he robs them yeah badly like he takes their money he takes their rings he takes their necklace but also like they took his her rings they took her rolex (laughs) i looked at this guy and i said damn "Damn, what's dan what's next So um, he, he obviously thwarts the like dan and rick from finding the girls seven minutes left yeah but um, either way, is kind of a dick to them. He's horrible. I and, mean, he's really like, mean to them. We're stuck in a junkie's paradise, more or less, because the girls end up like coming upon him again later when they're stuck in this warehouse that apparently only has one door. Yeah. Um, There's one way in. Yeah, no other maze. ways out. It's, it's a maze. maze. It's and, a maze. It's like uh, Halloween horror house. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't even feel bad for you. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your jeans. I bet your jeans are expensive. And that's not something you say to a bunch of girls that are like broken arms. He says to Jan, he's like, would you like to trade places with me? You could turn tricks down here. While I go snuggle up with your dad in the Hollywood uh, Hills. And what did I say? Emily said, uh, Alan wouldn't be into you, is, is, uh, <laughs> was, was her thought on that. Um, Palmer's going to meet with Carl. Carl, good to see you. This is David's fixer. And this is when David brings up that Maureen Kingsley had called and said that Keith threw somebody out of a window. Uh, he's being accused of murder, and it's tied into something that happened to Nicole. Once upon a time, Nicole being David's daughter. Yes. Um, we don't know like the exact specifics of what's going on I right she now. She was raped. Do we know that? Yeah. Okay, we know that. I knew that. I didn't know if you I knew was that. Like, are you trying to? <laughs> okay, hold good back information. Yeah, I am. I'm trying to not spoil this for you. And no, there's a he, lot going on. He straight up came out. Okay, so yeah, so that's what's Nicole happening. Nicole had a rapist. Yes, he, it was apparently reported that he died by suicide. But now someone's trying to dig that back up and say Keith yes. pushed him out of window. Okay, great. You're paying more attention than I am. Someone's uh, got to do the listen, work. Listen, there's a lot of spoilers. I'm trying to hold back from I you, know, and I think I'm, I'm doing sure. a pretty good okay. job. Okay. Uh, so Carl's like, "All right, you're like a paladin. I'm the Dark Knight. I'm gonna." fix this you don't need to know how i'm gonna do it you're not a compromiser but the gloves are off let me in let put me in coach and then secret service shows up and and carl runs away says i'll call you in an hour so i guess we'll hear from carl next episode because that's how the time works on the show hurry up um so we know that everything's going on we've, we've talked about uh kim and janet hiding from the guy and they run into the guy i and can all that smell stuff. your perfume yeah, from so, here so, i was like ck1 or dream by gap uh so dan, so dan and rick are still find uh searching for kim and janet it's just like a lot of them running around it's terrible uh running around and 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 going and like and they, no one wanting to help them and they like run into this gruff guy with like long hair and they think that maybe he's gonna help for money but he's not because he's a cash up front guy and then the guy uh from before shows up uh and like hits him with a with a four by four like in the back with like a board a two by four. a two by four is what it is it's not a, a four by four would have been funny uh but he hits him with a he hits him with a, all right you're handing me keeper's eyes right now okay so i'm currently holding keeper sutherland's cardboard eyes uh and he he hits the guy so like in like 15 minutes this guy has gone from screw you i am deeply mugging you you cannot stay here to actually i'm going to save your lives and i'm probably going to die for it because spoiler alert you never see that guy 
ever again. Uh, he's just getting whooped as we see him last as Kim and Janet continue to run away. It's all very confusing. It's very confusing. No Did you me. like that storyline? No, or not I thought really? it was stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like it. They could have run away in a more effective fashion. There's a lot of that kind of thing on 24. I'm sorry. No, it's uh, fine. Uh, Jack is going to confront Nina. He feels like he now has enough to confront her. Who are you working for? Uh, classic Jack Bauer line. She's like, I didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking I about. I wrote, maybe he should cut her thumb off as an intimidation <laughs> tactic. Um, but they, they'll go over everything with Jamie. And like Jamie's like going over the details that she's pulled off of the card. And on January 14th, it was like a key date. And he was like, couldn't have been me, Jack. You and I were in Santa Barbara boning. I wrote, they were in Santa Barbara drinking wine at sunset. Yeah. Someone else has that access. Uh, Set her up. <laughs> she does say that's the second week in January, Jack. And Emily Fox said out loud, that's when we fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what happened, It's right? literally what you said. It's when we fuck. Uh, and so uh, Nina's It's a long weekend historically It's usually MLK weekend Nina's pissed off How could you How dare you She runs away And Tony who's like Had his eye on this whole thing This entire time Calls somebody Narking out He says Jack Bauer's gotta be relieved of duty This is no good This is bad Meanwhile in the assassin storyline um, Mandy's girlfriend just gets got She just gets got You saw that coming a mile away Literally when Bridget gets shot You're like yeah I saw that coming But I said oh no yeah, you're like, oh, no, ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can we talk about how Terry gets a call? Yeah, well, let me just say, did you like Mandy? Were you? A, are you a Mandy fan? Eh. You don't have to worry about it. You She's won't see whatever. Mandy again this year. Oh, really? She's gone. That was it. Thank the curtain God. call on Mandy. So the Mandy storyline is over. The assassins are still there, but Mandy is, is off. Aren't they always? She signed on for that job this summer, and that's it. We've got two minutes left. Yes, yeah, so Terry is going to get a call from Kim. North Hollywood is lit. We're behind Platt's auto body. Help. Terry is literally surprised <laughs> to hear that Kim is under duress. <laughs> she's calling 911. Shocked. Yeah, she's shocked. She's Worst upset. mom ever. That's what I wrote. You're not happy with Terry Bauer right now. She doesn't have any sort of maternal instinct of like, perhaps my daughter's in a wee bit of trouble. I think you're asking her to, to be a little bit more uh, clairvoyant than any human could possibly be, save Jack Bauer. Um, they have to save Car uh, Kim Bauer, though, because she gets re-kidnapped. Janet gets hit by a car yeah hit and run and dan and rick just leave janet on the road as they peel off kim and then we see at least that janet is alive um but that's the cliffhanger janet's alive but she's been hit by a car tony is on to jack and says jack bauer needs to be relieved of his command and now we know what the stakes are in the palmer storyline and we're at 23 minutes right now emily we've got a, a minute to kill before we're done here terry stayed at palladios <laughs> She's like, wait, maybe we should just hang out here at Palladio's yeah, Furniture for a little, a little longer. I guess I should spoil at this point that the entirety of 24 for the Terry Bauer storyline, she just chills at Palladio's Furniture the whole day long. She found the chair she really liked. <laughs> Ooh, she actually, was like, Alan, I'm going to wait till the store opens tomorrow and see you, if I can get a deal. What do you think of this chair, Alan? Um, all right. I mean, so we got a Jack Bauer key for Sutherland face mask in the mythology of Worst Day Ever. We talked about an entire episode in less than 24 minutes. We've got 30 seconds. Are you still holding his Still on the clock. I'm still holding his eye. And I'm holding uh, my heart because Emily Fox, you're into 24, and this is making me so happy. Worst day ever, first week officially in the books. Fist bump, Fox. Yes. We did it. We'll be back next week with three podcasts. Three podcasts a week is the plan. 24 minutes or less. Subscribe to the feed. Uh, figure out where the feed is. Follow me on Twitter, at Round Howard. I'll tell you where at the feed Emily. is. We got to stop. Oh, my God, the clock is... Who are you working for? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. 
just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.